0: Hello everybody and Sagittarius season is almost here. (laughs) So I thought I'd do an all signs forecast but first of all I would like to talk a little bit about why this Sagittarius season is just going to be like a like trying to tame a wild horse that will not be tamed, to be quite honest. Now, horses are very associated with the sign of Sagittarius also. And, um, Sagittarius the archer is seen as half man, half horse. Um, so, you know, already we've got that image there, but this season is going to be galloping out of the gate. And I'm going to give you a few dates and reasons why. Okay, so let me share the chart. Now, the chart will look a little strange because I've actually removed a lot of the um, planets that are not involved um, in this hugely in the Sagittarius season. So the sun moves into the sign of Sagittarius at. Oh, why is it? there we go. On um, November the twenty second at three twenty a.m. Uh, Eastern time. Okay, that's in Washington. So early tomorrow morning. I'm recording this on November the twenty first, and as you can see, when the sun moves into Sagittarius, we've got uh, Venus and Mercury conjunct. They're conjunct just a few hours earlier. We've got asteroid Hygiea in. Um, Sagittarius also opposing the opposing sign has Mars in Gemini squaring we have Ceres in Virgo and I'll talk about all of this in a minute and over here in um, Pisces these are all the three mutable signs so they all form a grand cross right we've got Vesta Vesta just moved into Pisces um, on the November the 20th We've got partnership asteroid uh, Juno. We've got Nessus, who is a centaur, saying the buck stops here. We've got Neptune, the modern ruler of Pisces. And we have Jupiter, the uh, traditional ruler of both Pisces and Sagittarius. So that's a lot of mutable energy and a lot of Sagittarius energy. Well, why do I say this is going to be an absolutely wild paradigm-shifting period for until the sun moves into Capricorn, which will be on the solstice on December the 21st? So we've got a, a whole month of wildness. Now, for a start, as the sun moves into Sagittarius, we have venus and mercury still combust the sun so when planets are combust they're hidden from our view we can't see them there these two are actually behind the sun from our perspective they have been traveling beneath the sun venus for ages (laughs) and mercury for a shorter time But not only that, they have been involved in some very paradigm shifting energies themselves. We had the first Sun-Venus conjunction in Libra on October the 22nd, okay, and that was the first one since 1879. So that in itself is a huge shift into a Libran age of venus star points which are kind of like an invisible clock that moves backwards around the zodiac and then after the venus star point at 29 libra venus and the sun have been traveling together all the way through scorpio all the way through the eclipses now also on october the 22nd when those two met mars went out of bounds now when a planet's out of bounds, that means it's more than um twenty three degrees twenty seven minutes from the ecliptic it um it also it means that but it means more um specifically that a planet is acting erratically um like a wild card itself um acting out of character um out of bound planets really kind of act a little bit um Uh, very out of character And, and not only is Mars out of bounds and will be until May the 4th, 2020, 2023. He then turned retrograde as well on October the 30th at 25 degrees of Gemini. So first we have Mars out of bounds. We have Mercury and Venus have been traveling, combust the sun. So there's there's the start, start of why it's wild. And they were, and, oh, and then Mercury, Mercury was Kazemi the sun on the big blood red moon eclipse. The whole eclipse happened while Mercury was on in the heart of the sun, which in itself is pretty astounding also. So this is kind of setting up the wild card energy as we go into Sagittarius. So here we have it, tomorrow, early tomorrow, as I'm recording this, the sun moves into Sagittarius. Venus and uh, Mercury are still combust the sun. So then on November the 23rd, we have a uh, new moon. So I am going to show you some of this and then I'm going to do all signs for where this is all affecting you. So uh, we have the moon conjunct the sun coming up on November the 23rd at one degree Sagittarius. At that point, Mercury will have left um, the combustion. He's moved more than eight and a half degrees from the sun. So Mercury is no longer combust. Venus is still just, just um, slightly combust officially because it's eight degrees 30 minutes. That um, is the degree for combustion. So they're both leaving. So they're both chomping the bit. They've been renewed under their beams of the sun. They've been renewed while they're combust. They've been changed. They've been in an underworld journey of transformation. So they're ready to go. So Mercury is out there leading the way on the new moon um, on Wednesday, November the 23rd at 5.57pm, um, Washington DC, Eastern Time. But there's more. Not only that, just uh, we were less than 30 minutes before at 5.28pm on November the 23rd, right before the new moon, Mercury goes out of bounds. So now we have Mars out of bounds and Mercury out of bounds, both acting out of character. Remembering that Mercury, Venus, and Mars are all personal planets. So, wow, that's crazy. We've got that happening. Okay, so then as we um, progress, um, we move to December. Venus the next day moves out of out of combustion but on december the 1st 2022 at oh sorry i've just at 5:35 p.m. 35 it's actually well oh, 5:35 35 seconds like you, you these times you cannot make up but anyway well venus comes up to 19 degrees of sagittarius you can see that they're both they're all still moving through sagittarius Mercury's still out of bounds conjunct hygea venus on december the first moves out of bounds and this is after they both opposed mars Can we see what's happening in the sky here? I'm going to call this a mutable grand cross. Ceres is going to square Mars. Ceres is coming up to oppose Neptune. By the time that Venus goes out of bounds, um, the moon is over here in Pisces for the first quarter moon after the new moon. Mutable signs mean change. After December the 1st, we've got Mercury, Venus and Mars all out of bounds, all acting eccentrically, all acting um, out of character, all causing absolutely, it's going to feel chaotic because this is kind of new energy. It's it's almost like they're, they're emerging from the beams of the sun going blink, 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 blink. And Venus on um, this day is actually 10 degrees away from the sun. So um it whilst, uh, in traditional astrology they can say uh, that planets can be under the beams of the sun until they're about 16 17 degrees apart some modern astrology and astronomers looking at where venus is um are seeing you know planets are becoming vis- visible about 10 degrees apart so now we've got venus and mercury both going oh my god <laughs> we're renewed we've been uh, we've been in this eclipse Um, composting energy of Scorpio really kind of setting new seeds for new cycles. They've both started new synodic cycles, which means their cycle with the sun. Um, The sun and Venus started theirs on October the 22nd. Then on November the 8th, Mercury and the sun started their new cycle with a conjunction. So, This is just intensely crazy to have Venus, Mercury, Venus, and Mars all out of bounds and all aspecting this cross. Okay. Now, I didn't even mention that on the new moon on November the 23rd, Jupiter that rules Sagittarius and Pisces stations direct five minutes after the new moon. So we've also got the big tide turning energy. And then two days after Venus goes out of bounds, guess what happens? Neptune turns direct. Okay, so here we go. Look at all this. This is all direct over here. Neptune and Jupiter, the traditional and modern rulers of Pisces. In Pisces, expansive nebulous water sign, This is a tide turning energy. And Sagittarius and Pisces are very much to do with faith and belief. Um, And Gemini is about what we think um, and how we communicate. Virgo is about how we serve and how we're useful in the world. So all of this is about how we serve through faith and belief. There's going to be a lot of kind of shifting perceptions, um, really difficult debates and arguments, I would imagine, as well. Mercury is said to be in detriment in Sagittarius. I always kind of object to that a little bit because um, because I have Mars in Sagittarius, but but it is what it is. Uh, we can see that even though this is not exact, you know, Neptune's such a vast sign that Mars is still really square to uh, Neptune, and and so and it is coming back to square Juno, our partnership asteroid. The series over here in Virgo is very much about um, nurturing and nourishing ourselves holistically and nurturing and um, nourishing others through how we serve and mentor them. So it's just kind of insane to be quite honest and this is going to continue right through till December the 21st when Mercury will move back in bounds. So let's um, let's go to uh, Mercury, um, moving back in bounds. So there's the solstice, everything's moved into Capricorn. So this will carry on into Capricorn season because Venus and Mercury are trotting ahead of the Sun. But at that point, look at this, we have a cardinal T-square on the solstice, with Jupiter and Ceres. So everything that's involved in the mutable shifting tides of this Sagittarius season is going to be initiating on December the 21st. That is at 4.48pm, the ingress into Capricorn. Mercury goes back in bounds on at 8.36pm on tw- December the 21st. Venus will go back in bounds on the 24th. So, everything's going to have changed by December, but this mutable period and that's starting now is going to feel chaotic and it's going to carry on as Venus and Mercury move into Capricorn as well. And, um, I other one other thing I want to point out is that the moon also goes out of bounds in Gemini and Sagittarius and through Cancer and Capricorn. So every time the moon is there, then we're going to get this out of bounds, chaotic energy as well. So I'm going to bring it back to November the 23rd and on November the 23rd. um, Oh, sorry about that. The moon is about to go out of bounds. So let me tell you exactly when the moon goes out of bounds. Bear with me. I'm just going to move forward by days after that lovely Sagittarius new moon, which I still think is very positive, even though. um, Oh, bear with me. The moon moved. Where am I? Oh, November the 23rd. There we are. So the moon, actually right after the new moon, goes out of bounds. Okay, so let me, I'm going to tell you hours. Um, There we go. On Early on November the 24th, the moon's still in Sagittarius. The moon goes out of bounds. And we can clearly see really that this is a mutable grand cross. This is kind of insane energy. So three out-of-bounds planets and an outer bound moon, out of bounds moon when the moon is in this area of the chart and in the Gemini area of the chart. Taking us through this the time that the moon the sun is in Sagittarius, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be intense. So There we have it. Wow. (laughs) So I'm not going to move all the planets back. I just want to go through the all signs. But before I go through the all signs, I want to show you some tarot cards because this Sagittarius season is is so crazy and it's bringing change in. It's bringing the change in from the the new Venus star point. It's bringing the change in from the messages we may have encountered from um, um. use my my blobs I've been to the dermatologist and had some little things burnt off on my face um oh anyway it's just going to be crazy so the Sagittarius card in the um tarot is generally called the temperance card I like the Toth tarot or the uh, however you say it Soth Toth Toth, toth, toth everybody says it differently do we really know? <laughs> anyway, um, it's the art card in this tarot deck, and this is the principle of integration, synthesis, and synergy. And this is this could not be more um, relevant for this period. It's such a Sagittarian energy, and Sagittarius overall is about um, somehow hit the wrong thing and I stopped the recording so I am going to have to blend these two things but anyway that's all right. So Sagittarius is the energy of understanding but it's always about its desire for adventure and belief and um, it's about i moving towards ideals, it's aspirational, it's adventurous, it's um, blunt, boisterous, optimistic It's philosophical. It's a joker. I'm a Sagittarius. I've got a Sagittarius stallion. Um, And it's it's very questioning and very talkative. It's very tolerant of people, not necessarily of um, oh, it's tolerant. It's intolerant of intolerance, shall we say. (laughs) It's very versatile. Well, if you think about everything being out of bounds (laughs) and and everything being very wild card because we're coming out of the eclipses. It's going to be more of all this. And then with the ruling planet Jupiter also shifting and turning direction right after the new moon and finishing up its time in Pisces, this is just going to be intensely crazy to be quite honest. So the aim is to do this integration, synthesis, and synergy. I want to read you a quote that um, is in Angelis Arian uh, Arian's book on, that goes with this tarot, called The Tarot Handbook. She said it was a quote by Ken Wilber. No, ba- in uh, no boundary. Uh, The point is to unify and harmonise the opposites, both positive and negative, by discovering a ground which transcends and encompasses them both. Okay, so I just wanted to kind of give you that. These cards are for the month. When it feels wild, it's time to integrate, bring everything into centre. And then this is the Jupiter card. Jupiter that rules all this heavy Pisces energy that we've got this month. Um, This is, so this was the 14 card. So it's a 14 five, a number of change. This is the fortune card, the wheel of fortune saying that um, the, the wheel of fortune always turns. This is card number 10 in her book. Um, Angelese Arian says, this is the principle of opportunity, breakthrough and prosperity. And so I want you to look at these because it's going to feel, I think it's going to feel really uncomfortable, to be quite honest. Even when I'm, I've got a Gemini moon and a Sagittarius stellium and Sagittarius rising. And um, even though I'm really comfortable with kind of this chaotic (laughs) kind of mutable energy, I think this is going to be so off the charts that we're all going to feel very uncomfortable. I think the news cycle is going to be just crazy. We've seen it kind of coming with all the kind of Twitter stuff and um, <laughs> and all this social media thing. And, oh, I'm going to go and try tribal or I'm going to go and try mastodon. And we're all going to break off and go here and go there and go that. I would, I would actually recommend sitting tight with those things at this point because um, it's so chaotic this month that I don't think we're going to be able to make much sense out of it until we get this cardinal T-square on the solstice with Jupiter, the Sun and Ceres saying this is how we can move forward building something that we truly, um, truly want. Okay. Alright, so I'm going to do the all signs and this was kind of a, a off-the-cuff video. Um, I was just looking at all of this and thinking, oh my goodness, this is going to be crazy. So I'm going to do all signs and um, I'm going to start with Sagittarius. Now, I'm not worried too worried about the exact positions of the planets, because I want to show you the houses that you're going to be impacted by. So this will apply to each sign. You look at your rising sign, if you know it. Look at your sun sign, secondly. Um, and if you don't know your rising sign, look at your sun sign or listen to your sun sign. Um, and maybe even your moon sign a little bit. So this is for Sagittarius rising. First of all, we're going to start with dear old Sagittarius rising. So this for you is going to be the first house, the fourth house, the seventh house and the 10th house. And really this is all about your identity. So I always think of the uh, first house as uh, what you project, how others see you, especially initially. It's your natural style and appearance, um, uh, but it's your personality, really. It's the face that you're putting out there. Sagittarius is you're going to put yourself out there more wildly than ever. And then we've also got this Pisces energy in the fourth house, which is the nature of your inner private life, the basis of security the type of home you create and prefer it could be the family of origin and the one of the parents this you're going to feel very connected to source and connected to uh, the past and the collective unconscious this is our inner home as well so this is who we are in our home in our family deep inside all this Pisces energy has clearly been there for a while, but we've got the tiding, changing tides of Jupiter turning direction, and we've got all the Sagittarius energy squaring the Pisces energy over the Sagittarius season, saying, "Who am I out in the who am I showing up as, but who am I also deep inside? I think there's a big call to meditation for Sagittarius rising. Up. Or and time alone, processing, um, needing that time. In the seventh house over here, this is um, your relationship house. It's all significant relationships, what you attract, the nature of your relationships, all significant others, including your partner, and your patterns in relationships and how you compromise yourselves for yourself for others. Also things you don't like in others, your disowned self that you see in others. You'll be reconsidering this. You might be reconsidering some of your very significant relationships through this time, Sagittarius rising. And then the 10th house is your public reputation, your um, mission in life. Um, often said to be the career house, but I see it more as their mission, your your real Uh, what you desire to show up as publicly and this is in Virgo and this is series is there about how do you really want to serve how do you really want to show up to serve publicly okay so I will say no I won't say anything Capricorn Capricorn, this is for you, is in um, the Cadent Houses. So these are the kind of most hidden houses. This is um, not going to be an easy time for you because these houses tend to mean change is coming and these are mutable signs also. And this is really going to say that you're changing perceptions. You are going to be changing a lot of your beliefs. Uh, the third house, sorry, the twelfth house is the place of um, mystery and connection with the collective unconscious, in a big way, or all forms of altered states. Um, the collection with the uh, connection with the cosmic soup. The third house is perceptions, siblings, but also uh, what you think, how you learn, how you perceive, and uh, and the voice. And the sixth house is how you serve its service, its mentorship, its daily routines and work. And this is the ninth house, sources of expansion and inspiration. There's gonna be big changes for you in all those areas, Capricorn. Okay, Aquarius. This for you is in the succeeding houses. So the Sagittarius energy is in the 11th house. 11th house is friends, groups, organisations, causes, social conscience. The second house is um, your self-esteem, your self-worth, how you earn your money. The fifth house is joy, children, creative self-expression, play, hobbies. And the eighth house is your deeply bonded relationships and shared resources. For you, there's going to be big shifts in all those areas this month, and it's all going to feel a little bit chaotic. For example, you know, you you may um, you may want to expand out into um, I don't know some kind of social cause, but yet it kind of uh, does it really bring me joy? Um, does it affect my relationships, my deeply bonded relationships? And um, does it affect how I earn my money? Pisces. Oh, Pisces, you're you're actually kind of going to be kind of a little bit more comfortable with this, I think. You're shooting your arrows out into the world. Big changes coming out there and a big change shift of um, the face you put out into the world. Um, You may be rethinking your actual physical home and where you live, and you may even decide that a move will help you with this big expansion of faith and belief that you're putting out in the world. People are really going to start to see you as this very spiritual um, kind of person um, putting belief before everything. And then this is how you nurture your significant relationships, um, making them whole through everything, all the adjustments that come from all of this. So Aries Aries this you're in the cadent houses or so the the more hidden houses. Uh, this is though but Sagittarius likes this house. Sources of expansion and inspiration are going to kind of blow your mind through your connection with the unconscious and it's going to be coming out to how you serve others okay and your voice you are going to temper your voice Mars being your ruling planet you're going to come in and you're going to say I I, I need to be a little kinder I need to be a little less assertive Aries can be very assertive and very out there I think you're going to shift that over this month Okay. Taurus. Taurus. The the Sagittarius energy is in your eighth house of shared resources and your deep psyche and your most deeply bonded relationships. You'll be perhaps seeking um, some sources of expansion and inspiration with your loved ones. It could be a good time to take up Tantra, in fact. Um, Mars in Gemini is in the second house. You'll be kind of perhaps rethinking, um, how y- you earn your money. Okay. And moving towards this deeper connection with, um, your partner in life or, uh, deeply bonded relationships. Um, the, the Pisces energy is in your 11th house of social causes. You're going to feel very big compassion for the world, for th- your your big humanitarian energy is going to be ignited as well in this period. and um and it's going to bring you great joy to serve others. but it's going to feel very different to anything you've done before, Taurus. Gemini. Okay, Gemini. So for you again, like Sagittarius, this is all about your identity but with a big focus on your mission in life on on showing yourself to be uh, very compassionate and and very intuitive and this sagittarius energy in your seventh house means you're going to say come on let's get out and have some fun let's go find some freedom or you may be seeking freedom from others in your relationship with so much Sagittarius in your seventh house and the fourth house with uh, Ceres is kind of saying it's time to really put yourself first okay you know Gemini you're a social butterfly you like to be chitty chatty and um, a bit gossipy maybe and um, you're lots of fun but Ceres in the fourth house for you on this mutable grand cross, it's time to say, look, maybe it's time to look after myself a little bit first. And Mars in Gemini in the first house retrograde is also saying kind of rethink putting myself first. Okay. Cancer. So cancer for you, there's a whole lot here about service and mentorship and, um, and the... Freedom it gives you, or the or the kind of source of expansion and inspiration it gives you, and idealism around service. You may be out there and saying, "I want to start a charity, or uh, start a nonprofit, or go and work for a nonprofit and do some real good somewhere." And then Pisces is up in the so- in the house that is this, this source of higher knowledge. And and philosophy and expansion, so you are going to be really expanding your um, your service muscle. I'm going to say, okay, Um, in many ways, I'm not going to go through every house, but that's kind of the big uh, kind of energy for you, Leo. Leo, this is in your realm okay, the Sagittarius energy, it's time to get out there and have some fun and to really uh, say, what brings me joy? What makes me feel, light my heart up and makes my heart feel free, okay? And uh, how can I bring that into this connection with my most deeply bonded relationships? Or the exploration of hidden things that lie beneath. And then you may be rethinking some groups that you're involved with as well. Maybe some groups are no longer bringing you, lighting you up and bringing you joy. Maybe you need to change out who you hang out with and what groups you're organized, you're connected with. What groups of friends, organizations and how you earn your money series. Ceres in Virgo. Ceres loves Virgo and it's very um, holistic. And Ceres says it's time to really serve and earn money through feeling very useful in my life. Okay. And Virgo. Oh, we're nearly all the way around. Virgo, there's a lot going on for you in your inner life. And you're going to feel an almost mystical connection with um, significant people in your life. The trouble with Pisces being in this area of the chart, so much Pisces, is that you may have some very leaky boundaries. And that's why Ceres in Virgo is saying, um, you know, nurture yourself first before you give to others. Okay, Because the tendency for you during this period will be to overgive and overgive. Whereas the change that you're being asked to do, to do differently is put yourself first, put your inner life first, put yourself first. Lots of self-love, self-care, less focus on being out there and being driven to do for others. Virgo loves to do for others. Libra. So Libra, for you, this is your voice. Okay, a, you can see how this um, Grand Cross builds over this this week, this coming week. Um, but this is saying you're going to find a lot of idealism and things about speaking your truth. Okay, and less um, inclination to think that others' truth is right listening to others this is more about kind of going i've learned so much i know so much libra you love to be peacekeepers but now it's time to step into your inner knowing and and then move that into being useful to others through some kind of um compassionate kind of healing kind of energy okay Last but not least, Scorpio. It's all about your self-esteem, your self-worth, Scorpio, and really kind of putting yourself out there saying, I know how good I am. I This is my truth. I can speak it. I can be it. I can live it. Um, I don't have to kind of um, um, be reliant on others anymore. That doesn't mean you're not in partnership with others, but uh, n- less kind of tendency to merge which scorpio has a, a lot of times and a lot of creative expansion creative self expression bringing you out to feeling useful and serving other groups of people so it, it's it's kind of a, a a crazy month really it's it's both beautiful but then i love sagittarius cuz Major lots of Sagittarius energy here, wearing red for this video, but it's going to be chaotic. And all the areas of life that I've talked about for each sign, it's there's going to be a lot of changing perceptions, changing ideas, um, a lot of letting go of old, what you thought to be true, moving into what is really true for you. And, and so hold on to your hats Um, you're being asked to step into something that really you've never been before we are we are kind of emerging like phoenixes from a fire from these eclipse energies and it's so new that we're all kind of like oh my god I don't know what to do I don't know how to do this I don't know how to be in this new world okay so um Lots of self-love, lots of self-care and have a wonderful Sagittarius season and Capricorn season is going to start with a bang with that cardinal T-square, but I'll come back to talk about that more later. Much love.